Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. There are two very different views of freedom that are competing for our attention today. There's a classical view of freedom, one that people like Aristotle or St. Augustine, St. Thomas Aquinas, and the biblical authors would have been familiar with. And then there's a very modern notion of freedom. Do you know the difference between these two? I got to tell you, what we're going to talk about today, the difference between these two notions of freedom is absolutely crucial. It can make or break a marriage. It can mean the difference between laying a solid foundation for a healthy dating relationship and starting another dead-end romance. It can lead to us succeeding as parents or failing in our role as mother and father to our children. If properly understood, an authentic view of freedom can inspire us to live life well, to flourish and find happiness. But if we don't get freedom right, it can lead us to great disappointment and frustration and isolation in life. There is a lot writing on getting freedom right. And that's what we're going to look at in today's show. So I want to give a shout out here to all my new friends in Fargo, North Dakota. I was just up there for their big Redeem 2018 conference. And I have to tell you all, it was absolutely freezing in Fargo. I got this invitation to go to Fargo, North Dakota. And I thought, oh, April? Okay, it won't be too bad in April. My goodness, it was under five degrees when I landed. And I didn't, I didn't even bring a coat. I left my coat at home. So it was freezing, but the faith was alive. And it was on fire at that conference. So thank you to everyone in Fargo for their great faithfulness. Welcome to this show. And as we're looking at this view of freedom, I want to, I want to start with the authentic view, the correct view of freedom, that classical understanding. And people call this different things. You can call it positive freedom because it's a freedom that's for something. Uh, I want to start with a definition that one of my favorite moral theologians of recent uh, history here has described it as, Survey Pinkers. He calls it from, uh, the ability to perform actions of high quality. That's what true freedom is, the ability to perform actions of high quality, to perform actions with excellence. And to to paint a picture of this, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you free to play the violin? (laughs) Are you free to play the violin? Now, at first, you know, I'd say, oh, sure. Yeah, somebody hand me a violin. I could try to play. There's no law against this. No one's going to stop me. I may not be that great, but I'm free to play the violin. But if I asked you to play a complicated piece by Vivaldi, could you do it? Are you free to play the violin well like that? Probably not, not unless you had many, many years of training and hard work and practice and you mastered the art of violin playing. If you don't have the skills of a violinist, you simply are not free to play the violin well. And the same is true in life. I'm going to ask you a more personal question now. Are you free to love your spouse if you're married? Let's say you're dating someone. Are you free to love your boyfriend, love your girlfriend? Or let's just say, you know, you're just single, but you've got friends. Are you free to love your friends well? That's a personal question. At first glance, you say, of course I'm free. I I love these people. If I care about them, I can love them. But that's not how it works. In the classical understanding of freedom, you have to have the skills to be a good friend, the skills to be a good boyfriend or girlfriend, the skills to be a good husband or wife or mother or father. Just as a violinist has to have the skills of violin playing to play Vivaldi. So we need the basic life skills known as the virtues 
to play our lives well in our relationships. And this is one of the beautiful themes I want to consider here is if we want to love people, we want to love our God, we want to love our family, we want to love our friends, we can't just will it. We can't just say, oh, I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to just be a great spouse, a great father. I'm just going to be a great friend today. No, no. I need to acquire the skills, and that takes a lot of hard work and practice, just like violin playing does. Uh, those basic life skills are called the virtues. You see, to the extent that I possess virtues like generosity and kindness and purity and courage, to that extent, I can love the people well in my life. I have the ability to do so. But to the extent I lack in generosity, I'm going to end up doing some selfish things, self-centered things, that's going to hurt other people. To the extent I lack purity, I'll do impure things that keep me from giving the best of myself to my friends and the people around me. To the extent I lack courage or patience, uh, I'm not going to be reliable. I'll, I'll, I'll be impatient about things I shouldn't be. I'll be cowardly and not do the good for others that I should do because I fear the sacrifice and pain it might entail. You see, virtue is absolutely necessary to live life well. If I want to be free to love. It reminds me of my son. Um, I've got a, a boy that plays the violin, and he's been playing for many, many years, and he's really good. It is just a joy hearing him practice his violin in our house because he can play pieces by Bach and by Beethoven, and it's it's beautiful. But I have to tell you, it wasn't always the case. In his first year of violin playing, ooh, it was hard to hear. There was a lot of screeching in those strings, and uh, it was a lot of painful sounds coming out of that violin early on. But now he's acquired the skills of violin playing, and it's beautiful to listen to. But if his little sister gets into his violin, which she sometimes does, uh, she'll start trying to play, and I hear those screeching noises again, and it's painful to hear. Well, the same is true in life. You see, if we lack virtue to that extent, we're going to make screeching noises with our life. And it's going to be painful for ourselves to bear, and it's going to be painful for the people around us as well. Do you want to make a beautiful sound with your life? Do you want your life to be a beautiful symphony or just a chaotic cacophony? Uh, I think that's what we're looking at here. We want true freedom. We want to be free to love the people in our lives. Then we need virtue. We need the basic life skills so that we can give the best of ourselves. That's how we are free to love. I can't just pick up the violin and expect to be a concert violinist. And I can't just walk into a marriage, a dating relationship, a friendship, a company I work for, and expect, oh, it's just going to work well because I care about it. I, I need to I need to grow in virtue. And that's why we're going to be talking about virtue in future uh, podcasts coming up here. But with that background in mind, are you ready now to contrast this with the modern notion of freedom? Because the modern notion of freedom is very different. The modern notion of freedom does not care about virtue. It does not raise the question of, do I have virtue? Do I have the life skills uh, necessary? No, no, no. It has nothing to do with that. The modern notion of freedom is simply the ability to make choices, to choose between option A, option B, option C. It's basically the idea, think of it as freedom from. That's a good way of summarizing the modern notion of freedom. Freedom from. 
A modern person says, I'm free from the government. I'm free from the church. I'm free from my parents. I'm free from my friends telling me what to do. I'm free to do whatever I want with my life. I don't have any outside forces or laws restricting me. I am free to be myself and do whatever I want. And this comes into play in the moral sphere, especially when people bring up moral topics in our culture today. Many people will, will, will voice this modern notion of freedom. They'll say, oh, don't impose your views on me. Every individual should be free to do whatever they want with their own lives. Why is the church so judgmental and intolerant? Uh, this is the modern notion of freedom that's popular today. So when we're thinking about this, uh, uh, listen to what Webster Dictionary says about freedom. Here's the definition of freedom. Freedom is, quote, the absence of necessity, coercion, or constraint in choice or action. (laughs) That's all freedom is, according to Webster Dictionary, very much reflecting the modern notion of freedom. Freedom is the absence of necessity, coercion, or constraint in choice or action. Basically, it's the idea that I want to be free from society, from institutions, from other people telling me what to do. I want to be free to do whatever I want with my life. Do do you hear how self-centered that modern notion of freedom is? It's very different than the classical notion of freedom. Freedom is about having the virtues so that I can live my life well and love other people. (laughs) So I can give the best of myself in my marriage, to my children, in my workplace, in my community, with my friends. That's the classical view of freedom. The modern notion of freedom basically is about almost like separating ourselves from the people God has placed in our lives. Instead of viewing the people God has put in my life as the the arena, the places where he's inviting me to grow and love, to give of myself and have an impact positively on others, we view it as something negative. I have to separate myself from the people God's placed in my life, my parents, my family, my church, my friends, and I'm going to decide for myself what I want to do with my life. It's my life. Don't tell me what to do. It's no wonder St. John Paul II called this a self-centered, individualistic notion of freedom. That's what it is. It's very self-centered. Instead of finding freedom in loving the people God's placed in my life, I separate myself from them and just look at myself and think, this is what I want to do with my life. But think about what happens when you live in a culture like that. If it's always about what I want to do with my life, well then, it, my choices don't really matter. You know, And that's the modern notion of freedom. It doesn't matter what you choose. It just matters that you choose. So whether I choose to be faithful to my spouse or to have an affair doesn't matter. All that matters is that I chose. I was authentic. This was my choice. Or whether I choose to be committed to my wife and kids and be there for them or run off with some other woman and abandon my wife and kids and leave them on their own, it doesn't matter. The modern notion of freedom says we have to applaud both men, both situations. You know, hey, because both people decided to use their freedom. The one guy that stayed with his family, the one guy that chose not to, they both were using their freedom to do whatever they want. Do you see how sad the modern notion of freedom is? Uh, Whether I choose to care for the poor or just live a self-centered life, it doesn't matter. Whether I choose to sleep with my girlfriend or not, it doesn't matter. None of these choices matter. It doesn't matter what you choose. All that matters is that you choose. Here's the sad, the real tragedy about the modern notion of freedom. It's that if, if I'm always doing what I want, when I want, how I want, as often as I want, 
I'm not really free. I become a slave. I'm a slave to my own self-centeredness. I'm a slave to my own interests. I'm a slave to my own passions and appetites. Jesus is inviting us to rise above the modern notion of freedom and discover true freedom. True freedom, the ability to give of ourselves in love. The true freedom is the freedom to love. The freedom to love. And that can only come through hard work and effort and growing in the virtues, which is what we're going to look at in uh, subsequent podcasts here. We'll take a look at virtue coming up next. But thank you so much for listening. I hope this is helpful. If you want to share this notion of authentic freedom with friends and family, please share this podcast with them. Please subscribe if you haven't already. And thanks to everyone who's been writing reviews. I appreciate it. And the many people who have been sending in questions. We're getting close to that Q&A episode I'm going to do this spring. So please keep me in prayer. You are all in my prayers. You can always reach me on my website, edwardsree.com. Or you can contact me, send me a message on Facebook or on Twitter. God bless.